Welcome to Round Hill Radio, the podcast from Round Hill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about. We talk about faith. So, welcome to Round Hill Radio. We have a special guest today who is Morella Hajar. Morella, we are delighted that you are on our podcast. And um, Morella is the curator of Le Beau's Art Gallery, and we're going to hear a lot about that, but also an artist in her own right. And so, Morella, welcome. And um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your artistic journey. Where did it start? What inspired you? Uh, I come from a family of artists. My grandfather, maternal grandfather, was a sculptor. Uh, as well as his family. His brother was a painter. His father, his own father was another uh, sculptor. Uh, my mother was an artist. So I think I have that artistic side f- from them. Right. Flows from them to you. Yeah. The reason why I became an art historian and a photographer and not a full-fledged artist, it's because on my father's side, uh, it's uh, German very uh, disciplined, very mathematical people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was that too. Huh. So the combination ended up with an artist photographer and an art historian. I have, I think, a very good eye for design. Uh-huh. Yeah. We would agree. So we've had a chance to see your exhibitions at LeBeau's Art Gallery. So we definitely know you've got a fantastic eye. So what was it about photography, let's say, rather than veering towards painting or drawing, what, what sort of made that possible? It's the way I see the lines in nature. Okay. When I look at any uh, scene in nature, I can see the lines. It's the design in me. Mm-hmm. And I think I can immediately recognize a good composition. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Photography was something really very exciting for me, especially the way we used to do it. I, I used to work in black and white. Mm-hmm. I worked for hours in my dark room. And when that image comes out on the paper, that feeling is, has no match. Yeah. Has yeah. no match. Yeah. So that found you, or you found it, one yeah. or the other. Yeah. And um, so when did the art history journey begin? Had you actually, did you start your interest in photography first and then move towards art history or the uh, other yes. way? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I started with photography and then I realized that I really love the history of it. So I moved to art history, and I uh, ended up with a master's degree in the history of photography. So I'm a photo historian. Okay. But definitely, I studied all the other arts. Yeah. So how long ago was it that the idea came forth to be the curator of LeBeau's Art Gallery? So that takes place at Round Hill Community Church. Yes. That's the home of the gallery. But how did it get started? This was in um, early 90s. Okay. Probably 91 or 92, around that time. Uh, there was a member, his name Marcel Etienne. Okay. He, he died from uh, cancer. He... Uh, he learned about my photography and he told me, he came to me and he said, would you mind show us your uh, photographs and put them in our hallway? I thought, yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, I didn't mind. Smart man. So I had before that an exhibition in uh, Manhattanville College in the gallery. So I had already many of my uh, prints okay. uh, framed. So that's what I did. And... Uh, he left them there for a while, like for two months. 
And then after that, he came to me and he said, would you be interested in uh, starting like a gallery here oh. and wow. uh, showing ar artists? And I thought, yeah, that's a good idea. Why not? <laughs> Because I already was doing this at uh, the Brownson Gallery in Manhattanville. So I knew many artists around. And uh, my reputation as a curator was already out there. Mm -hmm. So I was able immediately to get, you know, Uh, people I know to come and show in the gallery. Sure. And a uh, few years, I mean, a couple of years later, I asked for some lights. I said, you know, this hallway is pretty dark and it's not good for the painting. So uh, I got some donation. Yeah. <laughs> the church did not put the money. So I had donations. <laughs> private donors. <laughs> private donors, artists. <laughs> they were artists. They are the, the mm -hmm. ones who gave me the money to install the lights in the gallery. And then we, uh, we refurbished the walls. Mm -hmm. We redid the walls with the, uh, uh, it's not fabric. Uh, yes, it is fabric what we have now. Okay. Yeah, it's fabric. It's linen. It's beautiful, really. Yeah. And um, uh, that's it. You know, throughout the years, I had many artists who came. Some of them became famous huh. and would not come back. But <laughs> I had always other artists on my list. Yeah. <laughs> And this has been, what, 30 years? Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. So it must have been hard when the pandemic hit. Suddenly the church building yeah. closed down. Yeah. So nobody was in here for a while. It was completely no. quarantined. Yes, I know, because the last artist I had here, um, we had to shut down in the middle of his uh, show. Mm -hmm. And I had to come back later on, probably a, a month later, I had to come back on my own. Yep. to take down all his paintings and give it to him. Right. Yeah. And that was it. So I, one of the things that struck me when I first came, so here I, I'm coming to a church with a gallery, which was an yeah. incredible gift, and hearing from people how much they've enjoyed being able to walk into a building and have a, a living gallery. It's ongoing, new exhibitions all the time. Um, has the interest in it, I mean, that's 30 years. That's a pretty significant commitment. Yeah. Um, But the interest sounds like it's always stayed fresh for you. Here yeah. and there. Yeah. I always get excited to discover a, a good artist, mm. a new artist. I know I have the eye for that. Mm -hmm. So I have no problem knowing who is a good artist, who is a bad artist. Yeah. That's very simple for me. Mm -hmm. And when I see a new artist with some good work, I really get excited. Uh, yeah. And the first thing I want is to show it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to help them get their work uh, shown and, and so people can see them and maybe somebody else will come and take them under their wing. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, you have, um, what has struck me is the variety. I mean, the, the sort of breadth of people that you've brought in yeah. all kinds of media, all kinds of backgrounds. I mean, I think that's been, that's an incredible gift. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I, I have no... A problem with any kind of art, whether it's sculptures or prints mm -hmm. or uh, photographs or paintings, uh, I can see all of them the same way, and I can analyze for you any piece of art. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you're an artist. You're a student of art. You help artists. What 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 changes have you noticed in the way the art world has developed? Um, are there in terms of the 
kinds of media that people are using or the topics or the themes? Or is it is it really hard to say? Or is there just any kind of trend that you have noticed that's shifting uh, in the art world? Oh, sh sure. I tell you what. I am from the old school. Art for art's sake. Mm -hmm. Aesthetics come first for me. Mm -hmm. That's what my eye sees. Uh, what I noticed is the arts, they're becoming more and more social. Mm -hmm. It's more uh, for causes, like for the environment, for uh, poverty, for uh, uh, immigration, for any kind of a social subject. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's done, unfortunately, at the detriment of the aesthetics. That bothers me sometimes. Mm. When I mm. look at a piece of art, uh, I know it's for some kind of a cause, whatever mm -hmm. it is, but if it, it, it's bad, it has a bad composition, it has bad colors, it had bad, bad lines, it bothers my eyes mm -hmm. because I don't care anymore about the subject. You see? Yeah. It's not the, maybe that's not for everyone, uh, but I am like this. Yep. Yeah. Does it work as a piece of art is the question. For me, asking. that's what it is. Yeah. It has to be a work of art first and foremost before sending a message anywhere. You wanna, if you cannot do it, if you cannot send your message properly with a painting, write a paper. But, but don't show me this bad piece of art because simply you want to say something about yeah. something. Yeah. That doesn't work for me. So if uh, pressed to identify, let's say, the two artists who have most influenced you, moved you, or captivated you over the years, who would you say? Believe it or not, Picasso was a genius. <laughs> he was a genius. <laughs> I mean, this is a guy who, as a teenager, was, doing, was drawing pencil drawings that rivaled the biggest masters. Mm. That's Picasso. Yeah. So he's, he's one for you. He's the one. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And then Michelangelo. Yeah. Two great, great, great artists. Yes. Well, I just think about their, their activity, <laughs> their output also. They were, yeah. right, so prolific. Weren't afraid to Both take chances, risks, but were great. They started out and, I mean, they had great skill, right? They had really developed that over... That's Years. true. The skill is there. Not everyone is born with that skill. You don't, you have to, born, to be born to be an artist. Uh, it's, you don't make an artist. I don't believe in this. Mm -hmm. I believe that artists are born hmm. this way. Yeah. And I could see the difference. Yeah. So. And I'm not the only one. All art historians see that. All dealers see that. Yeah. Yep. So the gallery is back. It's it's coming back. Yeah. Le Beaux Art Gallery is on the return trail. And uh, are you looking forward to sort of the next stages and how it will develop? And what are your what are your thoughts as you look forward? I'm still nervous. Uh -huh. I tell you why. Because when an artist uh, puts out his work and his expenses to create an exhibition. It's not easy. Right. Mm -hmm. They have to pay for 
so many things, the frames and prepare everything. It's, it takes time. And at the end, if they don't sell not even one piece, it's difficult for them. But for me, mm. I feel really very bad for them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It bothers me very much when my artist cannot sell anything. Yeah. So you understand why I'm nervous? Uh-huh. Because I don't know how things are now, if people uh, are ready to buy anything or not. Right. I, I think that's a great point. And we're not sure how the online art market is developing. And there's so many different changes that are happening, right, in the art world in terms of how people get their work out and make it available. And and as you say, whether or not people are even investing in art in yeah, the way that they have been know. in the past. We don't know that, right? No. No. So, so that uh, it's only time can tell. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I have you to start with the gallery. <laughs> so <laughs> we're on the steep side of the learning curve. <laughs> yeah, and uh, after you, I have an artist who's coming from DC, actually. Oh, great! Yes, and that makes me very nervous because <laughs> the poor guy is coming from DC, <laughs> but he insists because he had. Uh, a couple of shows in uh, in the past in my gallery, and he had good success, and he insisted he wants to come back. Oh, point. that's great. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully it goes well. We'll see. Well, I know that there's a real hunger for the gallery to be open again in the congregation and the community because people enjoy it. Um, they found a lot of pleasure, and a lot of people that I know around here in our community have built their own private collections from the artwork that has been available in the gallery. Yeah. So that's very exciting. It makes art accessible to the community. And that's a great gift too. Yeah. And you know, those artists, their prices in our gallery are very extremely reasonable. Number one, we don't take any commission. You have to know one thing. Commercial galleries take 50% Mm. of the price of the paintings, 50%. And what they do sometimes is they gouge the prices Mm. in order for their commission to be big. And Mm. what they do, they end up burning these artists. So we we do nothing here of that sort. And what we do is we just help the artist because we're doing all this work and telling them, you know what? I don't want you to pay me one penny. Mm. That's it. Well, it's a great it's a great opportunity for artists who are even whether they're starting or they're established. Yeah, it's a very rare thing that you've made possible. That's so true. We're yeah. we're really grateful to you. I Marla. don't know of any gallery that will uh, do this. And tell I have so many artists who come at the end and say, "Well, okay, how much do I pay you the, your commission?" And immediately I say, "Nothing." Mm. You know, we do this just to help you. Wow. Well, you've been really generous in the way that you've curated the gallery, created, reached out to the artists. You've had also several occasions where you've invited the artists to speak to the congregation and the community. I mean, that's been really, really rich. So here's to the next stage in the evolution. We'll see what happens. Um, so let's hopefully, hope. let's hope, and your let's hope that your nervousness is a good nervousness and yeah, leading. I hope so. To, to joy and excitement. Yeah, right? I really hope so. I really hope so, because I'm sure there is another generation of artists out there. Sure. And they only need help to be uh, to have their work shown, and not be bankrupt themselves. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Morella, thank you so much for being part of our podcast. A guest, we have enjoyed you so much in so many ways and uh, blessings on you and on the gallery. Thank you. Thank you very much.